episode 319. We are here. We're back. It's when you said hello, that reminded me of all this drama that's going on with the uh, royal family this week. Ooh, yeah, what Lord. the heck's up? What's the heck's up with that? I'm so into it. The, well, the magazine covers keep trying to do this thing where they're making me think that it's Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle in a fight. And then I read it and it's like, that's not the case. Right, of course. They just show the women because that's what yes. we do. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, yeah. you're right, Suze. Well, <sighs> allegedly, Will had an affair with Kate's best friend, Rose. Yes. And um, child. Right? Yeah, it's this whole <gasps> scene. I don't know. Is this legit? I think he maybe hooked up with his. Yeah, I think so. And like this is an actual like genetic with like match. like. Oh, you're saying that he was the father of her yeah. kid? No, yeah. I don't think that. I think they just oh, had an affair. Oh, that's what I read. Well, maybe. That, it was like there's, some, there's a, 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 another Oh, my God, there's there. a bastard. I love it. Yeah. It's so royal and delicious. Uh-huh. I mean, I hope no one's in pain. I don't want anyone to you know, be in pain so that I can have fun. But right, right. True, it's true, an interesting point. story. Who knows? Yeah, so like what, what, what's the general feeling at the, the, general uh, the feeling old palace? Is- the, the general feeling is that Will had this affair with their best friend and um, that Kate is upset, of course, but that Harry is upset as well because he's saying, like, why are you being like dad? Like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got things confused. I thought this was like dad because I thought, well, I, okay, Will, like as in Prince William and, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay, I'm like wrapping my head around this. I was totally confusing this with a story about their dad. Who, Charles, right? Yes, that's what I was referring to. Or there's a, some love child from that. Oh my god, I'm into that too. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. so I didn't even know this. So Prince William has yeah. an affair, allegedly, a, oh. with Kate's best friend Rose. No. <laughs> oh god, I had a totally different story in my head. I was just like nodding along, like ha ha ha, without really listening to the details. And then I was this like, is Arr! why you're great. Like record scratch. I was like, wait a sec. Did I hear just what I thought I heard? Break Maybe you're down. wondering while well, I got myself in this position. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> the little narrator in the back. Oh, Sue, that's hilarious. So Harry allegedly is sort of saying to Will, you're being just like dad. You're going to wreck mm-hmm. the family. And oh. people all thought that the rift was about Megan, but it's really about Harry being mad that Will is a cheater. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easier to blame the woman of color oh, in the family. Gosh, right? They sound like they really need a genogram to assess family <laughs> patterns of dysfunction. Sarah gave family me a genogram one time. I did, didn't I? Yeah, I had to I had use to... you for class. Yeah, what did you diagnose me with? Yeah, I didn't diagnose you with anything. <laughs> Pro- probably, what did it? I don't know. Who knows? Probably a V code here or there. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but it's it, funny. They're, they're like the little, like when you can't diagnose somebody, some they're like little extras that you like. Yeah, it's like something's cooking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah. like, so it'll be things like um, high emotional expression in family of origin or mm-hmm. past history of child abuse from, you know, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, insecure housing and things like that. <laughs> insecure housing. There was not a V code for picnic table in the kitchen. <laughs> But we all know what it means. Trouble. <laughs> right. Um, oh, a 
Okay, yeah. wait, let's stay on task here because the Royals are, are at stake. I am <laughs> thinking about watch, starting hilarious. to watch The Crown because I guess oh, people love this. They've cast a Diana. Oh. So they're going to move into that era, and I'm into that era. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, so oh, I feel like you should totally be watching The Crown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like right up your alley. I know. I mean, I could have just watched that instead of marrying Adam. It would have yeah, saved me time. Same, same thing, right? <laughs> um, wait, before we started um, the show, Sarah was telling me about this thing about tattoos that I wanted you guys to hear. So I made her stop oh. telling me so we could talk about it on the air. Yes. What so is this f- story? Okay. So a friend of mine contacts me or sends me a message and is like, hey, I just got this new tattoo and I'm having like feelings about like, I I feel like, you know, anxious about it. And I look at it and I just like, sometimes I'm like, I cry and I'm like, for no reason. I'm like, oh God, what have I done? And she's Mm. like, do you know this feeling? And I'm feeling all worried about it. Like, does this feeling go away? And I was like, I know exactly what you're feeling. That is a real thing. And then I I said, is this just regrets? Right. But you said no. Yeah. Not so, exactly. So it could, maybe it could be for some people. Like if you're mm-hmm. somebody who gets like a misspelled tattoo on your cheek, for goodness sake, or something <laughs> no crazy regrets. like that. No regrets. <laughs> regrets. Um, <laughs> and so I, I recognize this feeling and I can relate to this feeling. And the time I had it when I was, when I was in Thailand, the most, the last tattoo I got done. I had some clouds, like just some parts filled in. And really it was a cover up of another tattoo underneath that like wasn't as nice. And I needed like the lines cleaned up a little bit and some stuff added and blended in a little more. And so it wasn't like I was going out and getting something huge or like totally changing things or something, but I got it done. And then I looked in the mirror and I felt this like panic feeling like, oh my God, like now I'm the girl with tattoos. Like mm. well, I, this is who I am. Now there's no going back. And the crazy thing is, it's like it really was not. Like if I showed you the before yeah. and after picture, I'm like Sarah, there's like no difference. You're still fully sleeved, and you added like maybe a, yeah, it's one weird inch that of. That's right. when you thought you became the tattoo person, right? It's <laughs> totally weird. So, in thinking about her telling me this or asking me this question and me relating to it, so uh, 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 you know on such a deep level, I, I was thinking about anxiety and it, it occurred to me that I got that tattoo done when I had just gotten kicked off the show, uh, the, one of the challenges. And I was like cruising around Thailand, but definitely living with some anxiety about like the show coming out, getting kicked off. Also, I didn't know they were kind of like keeping me around because they were thinking maybe I'd, uh, they'd like replace anybody else who got me with somebody else who got kicked off and like Mm -hmm. I'd have a chance to go back in the house. So it was kind Ah. of like living on edge this whole time of like, and and it's just a place of high anxiety and like Mm -hmm. high stress, you know, even in Thailand and on like this, you know, quote unquote vacation. And, uh, so in talking to her, I was think I realized like, okay, this is just one of those moments where there's anxiety in another part of our lives And when we have change, like when something big changes, it's really easy to point to, and this happens with, in in a whole bunch of different situations, it's really easy to point to the thing that's super obvious of like the change that just happened as like, that's where my anxiety is coming from. Like your brain and your, you have this, 
I don't know, this innate desire to make sense of your emotions by finding the source of, of the yeah. anxiety or being able to point to something like it takes it the blame it takes the feeling off of like the self and it's like oh well i know why i'm feeling about, mm. like this because you know the i got this new tattoo or i'm feeling like this because you know whatever but it's i used to have it and and when i really started unpacking this whole idea was uh in looking at my fear of fire and the house burning down yeah and i had to say what like every time i left the house everything's fine and what are you really yes. scared of right now yeah. where is this anxiety really coming from it was usually i'm about to go into class and maybe i didn't read that day and i'm anxious about you know being like put on the spot and asked a question i don't know the answer to or i'm about to go to a wine dinner with landon and i'm just nervous because i get tons yeah. of anxiety in social settings and so it's like that stuff, but that is so hard because it takes some real like deep self-reflection and self-awareness to recognize well, like what causes the stress. So we just point to the easiest thing. Oh, I know I'm stressed out because the house must be about to burn down. Do you think that it might be the case too that the reason one would get a tattoo sometimes is out of that same anxiety that already exists. Yes, Sue. And that's interesting because that's something else that I told her was that the more personal the tattoo, Mm. the stronger that feeling is. I felt like like that feeling was stronger when, for me, when I had put a lot of thought and like, and that you are right. I didn't even think about that. We have to look at, what the timeline of like where everything yeah. within context, you know, because the anxiety may have Ooh. been present before you got the tattoo, and yes. then you kind of thought the tattoo would add something good, yeah, and then the anxiety was still there, so then you think it's from the tattoo. And the only situation where this doesn't apply is if you get bangs, because that anxiety is definitely (laughs) about those bangs, girl. They do not look good. I want to clarify my comments about bangs. Uh, First, the one thing you won't regret is getting new sheets from Brooklinen. Oh, I'm getting all new ones. Me (gasps) over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pulling the trigger. I already did. Done. Everything's ordered. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I'll take pics. Yes. Okay. You spend a third of your life in sheets. So why don't get a bedding upgrade and you can get that feeling of the five-star hotel sheets, but you don't have to spend an arm and a leg. And these sheets are really soft. They feel really nice. They wash really well and they keep getting better over time. And they don't have that crazy markup of luxury sheets that they typically have. And you can mix and match over 25 colors and patterns to make your bedroom right. It's great for kids. Like you could get stripes and polka dots and mix and match and their room looks really cute with all the colors. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. And now it's your turn for an upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code BRAIN at Brooklinen.com. Brooklyn is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use promo code BRAIN at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BRAIN. Brooklyn, and these are the best sheets ever. Let did, me... this, did this company start out of Brooklyn? Oh, that's a very good question. If the answer is yes, then that is the most clever name. <laughs> I, th- I just what? put that I together. It, I was like, I think, I think it they is. did. And how clever. 
And how dumb are we to not think of right? it? Right? <laughs> I was like, wait a ago. sec. Wait a second. Uh Okay, let me clarify my bang comments. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of our brainiacs have bangs and they were like, what, Suze, how could you? So I've never looked at anyone with bangs and thought they look bad. I never am sitting around thinking you look like garbage. What Mm -hmm. I think, though, is sometimes when people don't have them and then cut them and then you see that first picture of them and you think, oh, they looked better before. Yep. It's more of like the tr- shock of there. it. Yes. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Rather On than eating bangs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I have bangs. a friend, shout out to Nikki, who looks so good with bangs and all of her daughters have bangs and they look great. Oh, they're cute as heck. And, you know, that's not what we're saying here. It's but if just, I cut bangs, you would be like, oh, that's oh, fine, but you look worse. Don't do that. <laughs> I won't. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll make other bad choices, but not that one. You know what's so funny? I was looking at, uh, I was reading Twitter. Reading Twitter? Is that what you say? Scrolling through Twitter? I don't know. Sure. But sure. Uh, uh, Minnie Driver is somebody who I follow and she follows me. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> little brag. Uh, and somebody commented to her and was like, oh, Minnie Driver, oh my gosh, the only woman who can pull off curly bangs. And hmm. she wrote under that comment, Nobody can pull off curly bangs, <laughs> including me. And it was real oh. funny because I was like, that's the that's a funny answer. And I do feel even... bad for women that have that problem with the bang curly thing. Yeah, I was that's me. That's why I don't do bangs because I would it looks crazy as soon as you go in any humid temperature if you are a yeah. curly haired so, gal. If you Ooh, had bangs, idea. you would have to straighten them every day or something. Yeah. Blow them with that round brush. I remember when I was in like second grade, maybe third grade, the really cool girl in school got her bangs permed into like the perfect little like curl, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like little bump. It was perfect. And I was like, how do you do that? And she's like, it's a perm. I was like, man, one day I'll get a perm. So one day I got a perm. Oh no. That was a mistake. (laughs) What happened? Curly haired girls should not. It was basically like they reversed the the pat, like curl pattern of my hair, and my hair was like, ah, what? What? This isn't the direction we've been going, and and it made my hair just a frizzy mess. I was older when I did this, but it was a hair mistake, a hair did, regret. Did the stylist ever at the time say maybe you shouldn't? Mm, no, you know why? Because it was a time when oh god, this was all this was all a mistake. It was a time when I was going to like hair schools to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. And they were just like students who were learning. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That hurts. Yeah. Great for haircuts. Great for color. Probably not the best for, you know. Chemical, yeah. If you have a chemical, complicated procedure yeah. going on. Don't do that. No. You yeah. got to pay the premium on that one. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was. <laughs> I, ooh, so. All right. Well, I'm glad we covered all that. I I really am. Like I I think that's a very interesting human experience where yeah. It seems so simple like oh she got a tattoo and she regrets it, but there there may be more to that. Totally. And mm-hmm. just to understand that this is a real feeling that other people have too and that like where do, and I think it's important to explore anytime we have these big emotional like anytime we feel flooded with emotion whatever it may be. It's important to like take a step back and picture ourselves 
almost like floating above, looking down, able to have more perspective on the situation, going like, okay, what's really going on here? And can we Mm -hmm. zoom out a little more to look at more things that could be contributing to this? And it just gives, it. I don't know, gives you a lot more compassion for yourself. Yeah. And we all need that. Yeah, and we do all need to kind of look at ourselves from that, you know, aerial view. Yep. I, I, on a small scale, I had that the other day. I looked in the mirror. I was wearing jeans that I thought were cute. And then I saw myself as other people would. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, they're not. And I took them right off. What? Why? Why did you think they weren't? What do you think they wasn't cute You know about when them? you get used to seeing yourself a certain way and then so you just think it looks fine. But then there just something happened with my eyeballs. And I was like, oh, no, wait, that does not look good. Oh, well, like, what color were they? Regular jeans? Yeah, regular jeans. The the um, cut Which was not... They were... <laughs> I don't believe it. I just don't believe that you look bad in any jean. You are like the jean queen. You, you need, like, the right length name. and all that. It's, it's a real are, science. Yeah. How do we feel about those new cropped ones? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, this is a problem because I just bought a pair of those, Suze. Oh, no. I'm really hoping that the, the mirrors at H&M weren't playing tricks on my ass, and I mean that literally. <laughs> that is what happened where I was like, yeah, these are cute. All these people wear them. And then I stepped back and was like, wait a minute. No, I don't believe it. I'm going to be the judge of that. You're going to have to okay. let me judge. You're going to put them on after this, and I'm going to give you the yay or nay. I'll give you a fashion show. Yes. Oh, I love a fashion show. But Speaking yeah, I totally of bought those. clothes, there was this headline the other day about a school principal who decided to create a dress code for the parents picking the kids up. Oh, okay. Okay. So the dress code was basically saying, stop wearing your pajamas and um, stop wearing um, wraps around your head and things <gasps> like that. No, 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 no. See? Okay, now but let me this say is too. Way, the, okay, I don't like this. <laughs> the principal is a woman of color. Okay, so that should be taken okay, into okay, consideration. Okay, okay, okay. However, the rules uh, overwhelmingly will affect people that don't have a lot of money, as well mm-hmm. as people who have hair that they don't want to get wet, or yeah. you know, where they want to protect from the elements of some kind, which would mm-hmm. affect people that you know. Black people more yep. than white yep. people. Yep. Ooh. So what do you think about this? I mean, if it were a white principal, I'd be like, mm, nope. Yeah, for Definitely sure. Definitely kick sure. them out of their for fire's sure. ass. But, um, you know, oh, I think I, I wonder if maybe I feel the same. I feel like you can't really... like. I don't like when people police other people. Me neither. Yeah, and and I feel like if you want to address those things, then you have to come at it from a different angle. You can't just say, like, you know, because everybody, wouldn't it be great if everybody had the time to, like, wake up in the morning? Sure. Do their hair, get it, like, get dressed, do all that. But no, maybe this person works the night shift and they just are Mm -hmm. waking up to taking their kid to school and have to then go right back to bed to try to get some rest before their, you know, big long day. Like, if you want to address those issues, then come at it from the other side of like, okay, now we provide childcare in the morning or yeah. like something like that that's addressing the problem, Actual problem. That, not the symptom, not the, 
you know, people's reaction to or people's, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't like the policing either. Yeah, I mean, that. I think the intention maybe was fine where it was, maybe it was really out of control and people were rolling up in things that weren't really appropriate. Yeah. But uh, it's a fine line and you could maybe encourage people right. without policing explicitly. Or what if instead you made it mandatory that parents attend a like a little workshop or meeting or whatever it is on image and uh like body language and put it like teach it in a different way so you're talking more about how we like what we model to our children that would have of, to be done very carefully yeah because it would take the same tone of like it being poor is a crime or oh it's you know, right it always comes watch. down right it always well, comes down to that. crime that you have to watch is people trying to break into your house. Yeah. And that's fine if you want to police that because Ring is going to help you make your neighborhood safer, make your house safer because they have smart video doorbells and cameras that protect millions of people everywhere. If you guys don't have one of these, they're so great. We just gave one to our pool guy because he's so oh, nice. and Adam loves the pool guy. <laughs> yes, his best friend, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus was saying that their neighborhood has had a lot of break-ins and that he was nervous about it. And we were like, oh, we got you. So we gave him a Ring uh smart video doorbell and camera and so nice. it has a two a video and two-way audio feature that goes through your phone so you can say to the amazon guy hey just leave that there or if someone's at your door and you're like who the heck is that you can talk to them right from your phone no matter where you are and as a listener you have a special offer on a ring starter kit available right now with a video doorbell and motion activated floodlight cam, the starter kit is everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com slash brain candy. That's ring.com slash brain candy. Keep you safe out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't feel You're real totally good about right. it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, cause it always, it does always just, just let people live their lives for Christ's sake. Yeah. Cause what's the harm really? What is the harm? There's bigger fish to fry. And when so many kids are um, food insecure and yeah. all that stuff, don't right. worry about what their parents are wearing. Jeez. Yeah. Good point. Know. You know, and the only thing I would say is that I would, if if there were ever a, a, and this is where I thought you were going with this, that if it were like inappropriate as far as like revealing clothing. Sure. Yeah. Then it would be, I'm like, you know, mom with her bags all hanging out when <laughs> there's junior high boys present who are dealing with a lot of hormones. Maybe put I'm sure those there, are away. Those, there are plenty of those people too. I've yeah. never seen anyone. And that is in every school district, in every, na- you know, <laughs> Yeah, that crosses all class lines. Yes. And-, <laughs> and, and also to add to this, then the pick up and drop off in the elementary schools in orange county look very similar where the women are in their and men sometimes are in their pajamas mm-hmm. are in it's the same thing they're in you know they're just yoga pants instead of you know what or like lululemon instead of whatever yeah and right like, they're right. still your pajamas girl so yeah they this on this list of rules it said no leggings and i was actually surprised oh, by that because yeah come on. well well there you go every single mom in orange county would be would would violate that dress code 
I can't quite figure out what the big deal is when people wear leggings as far as what, why is that so different than tight jeans? That's a good, I I really do think it's because some people don't realize how transparent Sheer. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's more about the fabric than the um, style? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because you can wear those, what do they call them? They call them like point pants. Mm-hmm. P-O-I-N-T-E, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that are just really like the the black ones from, uh, what's that brand we love? Fabletics. Mm-hmm. That, like that, that are just like a, a thicker material. They're pants, but it's just the thin pants that as soon as you bend over to pick something up, we're like, whoa, I can see everything. <laughs> did, you, did you read about the mom who wrote an open letter to young girls saying, stop tempting my boys by wearing leggings to school and church? Oh, God. For real. This is Catholic woman, and she was saying that her boys cannot handle that kind of temptation. Okay. Yeah. See, this is another one of those <laughs> things where we're putting it on girls like it's our fault. <laughs> right. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're definitely downloading porn, <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda. Right. It was probably written by Linda. Yes. Fuck Have her. I mentioned on here that my supervisor for for one of my programs yeah. that I do is named Linda, and she's like the most lovely woman on the planet who would <laughs> never, ever write a mean letter and is just great. And every time I see her I, and like I send her an email and I'll be like, hi, Linda. And it's just, I'm just like, oh, I'm laughing to myself. Does and it make you kind of show, love Linda more? Yes. Both. Both both Lindas. The imaginary <laughs> one who hates cursing and writes angry letters to everybody. She's not and imaginary. The one. Right. I forget that too. Oh my gosh. She is a real person. Yes. That's right. I forget that. I thought we just create. Right. Right. After 319 episodes, Suze, I forgot about episode five in which Linda scolded us <laughs> for our fucking insanely badass mouths. Right. Linda wrote us a scathing email telling us to clean up our act and yeah. keep that potty language out of our mouths. And yeah. we told her to fuck off. Yes, we did. Sorry, <laughs> Linda. Sorry, not sorry. Except now I'm seeing all these adorable little brainiacs who listen to the episode. And I'm like, oh, I got to stop cursing. But I hear that they, they do like an explicit... They'll they like mute the explicit sh- episodes, but then I'm like, oh, are all of our episodes explicit? Well, like I think they are technically. Yeah. Do you think we, we should to- stop swearing in addition to stop saying like? Fuck no. <laughs> That's not a question. You know, what's- it's one of those things where I couldn't. I I it would be too difficult yeah. to make. And and as soon as I bring my awareness to it, like to try to stop, I'm going to do it more. What's your favorite swear word? Oh, I think I like, well, do you know yours right off the top of your head? The one that makes me laugh the most is bitchin'. Bitch. Oh, I do love bitchin'. God, it's so funny to be like, I love your bitchin' socks. That is such a good one. Oh, that's a bitchin' jacket. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, really fuck is the best swear word because it's a verb and a adjective and a (laughs) noun. It's just yeah. like everything. That's definitely the best one. I mean, I feel like it's the easy answer, but it's my favorite. It just is because good. you and you can like put different. Yeah, you could use it for so much. My second favorite would probably be jackass. Mm. 
I, I like, love calling like, people dickhead. jackass. <laughs> it's fucking dickhead. Yeah. You do. You say that a lot. I do. I just realized, like, as as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I do say that a lot. I'm like, oh, this dickhead over here. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like you saying jackass. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I love those. I do not love bitch, I will say, despite our badass bitches segment. Uh... Not like it as a verb. Oh, she's a bitch. Like she's bitching. Yeah, I don't like it. That you know what? That's true. I don't really. Oh, she's a total bitch. But bitching. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, positive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, like any swear word that you can turn into a compliment or like make it positive, I'm Mm -hmm. down. I'm down for that. Yeah, it's fucking great. Badass. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We're keeping things positive with our profanity. Yes. Okay. I like it. I went to a, um, this is totally off topic, but I uh, took Matt Neroni to a podcast taping at the Hayworth Theater. It was Harmontown, which is hosted by Dan Harmon, who he was a showrunner on Community, and he's this quirky guy. And um, it was really fascinating to watch because they picked two people from the audience to come up and talk. It was just sort of random, mm-hmm. and they both happened to be women. And I was so bummed out because the guys on they have the host and then his sidekicks, and they're all very funny, and the girls weren't. Oh <gasps> no. Yeah. And I here's my theory because I think that, you know, this argument about women aren't funny. I think that women are so trained on to be an audience and to be the one who laughs mm-hmm. at the jokes and like just goes along to get along that that affectation is very difficult for most women to overcome because they were very agreeable and they laughed a lot okay but they weren't funny i'm i'm wondering if do you feel do you find that the females that you know that are funny have a more masculine yep energy yeah yeah i think that's it too i think it's like you know, there's a language that we speak in and the language is either a masculine language or a feminine language. And it can be, you can be a mass, you could be a guy who speaks in a more feminine language. It's sure. the, it comes down to, oh, I'm going to get this right. Let me make sure it's, do you want your feelings, like your, your emotions and feelings cared for or your thoughts and ideas respected? Mm-hmm. And depending on how you answer that, determines whether you have a more feminine or masculine oh really way of speaking yeah okay yeah well, I'm let the me... fir- i want to be respected that's my care. answer and that's the yeah. more masculine one obviously right and that's why we're fucking hilarious right duh <laughs> right. hello duh. but okay i mean i just it kind of it just bummed me out more than anything so I was like, come on, be funny. You got this. And then they just mm. defaulted into that sort of prototype of a of a girl or a woman. Yeah. I'm like, man, mm. come on. I And were they, did they have a more feminine energy? Well, I found out afterwards that one of the women on stage was trans. I didn't know that. Oh. At the time. Okay. Um, so then maybe there's a 
like, I don't want to say overcompensation because that's totally not correct. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Well, just embracing the feminine style. Yes, 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 yes. Which Mm -hmm. in very many, in so many ways, I wish I had the ability to do. Mm -hmm. Because wouldn't, I would love to be more feminine and be more in touch with that feminine, like, you know, way of of speaking and and living and, you know, and also when you're coming from that place, the feminine place, you're better at receiving things. You're like, oh, and usually to be way nicer. That yes, yeah, and and usually women are in the who when they are when they aren't like this are like giving, 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 and then feel like they don't ever get anything back. Yeah, because you can't if you're giving, 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 giving all the time, then you're not put setting yourself up to be receiving. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot to switch those things in our minds. Well, mm-hmm. if you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of sending, what I would encourage you to do is use stamps.com. Mm-hmm. Did you, I just want you to be like, that was a good segue, Suze. It was, oh, that was an excellent segue, <laughs> Suze. <laughs> no one really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. Who's got time for the traffic, all that jazz, lugging your packages in? It's a hassle. And that's why you need stamps.com. It's a time-saving tool for small businesses, but really anybody that just ships stuff from your house because you print out the pack, the postage right there, no matter what size or where it's going, and then slap it on your package and put it in the mailbox and you can get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. And it's it's a fraction of the cost of the expensive postage meters. It's a no-brainer is what I'm saying. Yeah. Saving you time and money. That's what I'm here for. And right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Brain Candy. Stamps.com, enter Brain Candy. It's so easy. You will love it. So to speak more on this, like, feminine and masculine side. Yes. I was looking at these notes that I have from this like love workshop that um you know I went to and uh did with this woman and it's talking about like almost like a yin and yang like these these two mm-hmm. things complement each other and when you have two people who are coming from a masculine energy in the relationship it, it like repels like you know two north set ends of a magnet and the same thing if they're both coming from the feminine side. And so the energy of the feminine one is passive, patient, and vulnerable. And the energy mm. of the masculine one is to compete, conquer, and control. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> the action of the feminine side is to receive, be available, and respect. And the mm. action and, like, give respect. And the action of the masculine side is to give, protect, and cherish. Hmm. The intention of the feminine side is femaleness, physically well, and relationships. And the intention of the masculine side is maleness, mental wellness, money, and sex. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. What are we supposed to do with this information? Just uh, you know, know it? Uh, you know, I think like re- there are ways to almost train yourself in the way that we speak to... Yeah to cater to whatever energy people are giving us Mm -hmm. and, you know, to kind of recognize how am I asking this? How am I like in order to, you know, kind of like get what you want, want out of uh, relationships, you know? Yeah. It's very insightful just with dealing 
with people, especially in the workplace or whatever, just to know what what's at play. Yeah. And mm. even even like saying things like changing how you speak from uh, would it, you know, would you mind if I did this? Could we do this? Would it be all right to do this to I want blank? Do you want blank? And when you speak, okay, so like the first one I said is coming from that feminine voice of would it be all right? Would you mind? Would you like? Which yeah. is great, but may not get the response from the masculine energy that you that you want. Like they don't understand that. It's like very wishy-washy. It's not cut and dry. It's not very clear. So if you want to, you know, uh, uh, say that in a different way that matches a more masculine energy, you would say, I want blank. Do you want blank? Mm -hmm. Like, let me give an example of like, um, would it be, would you mind if I go out with my friends tonight Mm -hmm. versus I want to go out with my friends tonight. Do you want to stay home? Yeah, right. The masculine energy would be like, okay, she wants to go out with her friends. Go ahead. Do I want to stay home? No, I don't. Or yes, I do. Great. End of conversation. But if you did, would it be all right if I went out with my friends? He's like, well, yeah, sure. And there's so much room for like ambiguity and more interpretation and different things because in the feminine, we're like focused on different things. Yeah, and there's more nuance. and and, Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So learning how, like, okay, how can I ask this that aligns with, like, their way of receiving information? Sometimes it backfires, though. I can recall um, the week that my dad died, I had emails coming in, and I I took about a day to get back to someone. Mm -hmm. And I took that tone because I obviously was in the middle of hell. And just answered the question. I wrote back and said, you know, I wasn't the kind of thing where you write dear so-and-so blah, blah, blah. Sincerely, Susie. It was just abrupt sort of like, yeah, we'll get that to you by Friday. And he wrote back angry and was like, uh, thanks for getting back to me so quickly and with such courtesy or whatever. And like sarcastically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. And I was like, he unleashed a lion. Yeah. I was That's so unacceptable. mad because my email would have been fine even if my dad hadn't died that day and even if I, you know, everything was going great. Oh, and so, that's gross because he would have not been like that if you were a dude sending that message. That's right. That's why I was like, um, excuse <sighs> me? Because there was nothing rude about my email. It was just business. It was all, you know, nothing flowery about it. And he was offended. And I think we're held to a different standard in that way. Yeah. So sometimes God, it can backfire. Like, this is all, you know, you hear like those in, in people handing out, I don't know, advice on how you should write emails or shouldn't write yeah. them and how you should take out like, I'm, I'm just writing to sure. da, 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 da. Every time I take that out, I do feel like I'm, you know, this word that we hate, a bitch yeah. when I write the email. And mm-hmm. it, what is that about? Right. I don't have an answer. Well, I have started and I usually curbing- do. So my, what the hell? <laughs> right. We're usually all full of answers At over least here. a theory, but I don't. I'm like, what? I just don't know why that is and how, what other language, that's where I need some training on, on how to do that. 
Well, and I think that's why we all got in the habit of using exclamation points so much is that we <gasps> wanted to make sure yes. people could see, oh, no, we're super happy and positive. Oh, gross. Now I'm annoyed <laughs> at that. Why do I have to be like that? Yeah. I have been curbing my use of exclamation points for that very reason. You know, me too. And uh, uh, I got a wonderful letter, really nice note from a uh, friend of the Brain Candy podcast, uh, David Epstein, who wrote the, the Sports Gene. That mm-hmm. was a, our book club book a long time ago. A couple years and ago. And he uh, wrote to me saying that he has a new book coming out. And would I like a copy? And I was like, uh, yes, can't wait to read this. And uh, he, when I was writing my email back to him, I'm like, this guy's an author. I have mm-hmm. to really care about, and I deleted like three exclamation points because <laughs> I'm like, he's going to think I'm s- silly. Like this is, the, I'm just a, an idiot. Yeah. And you, it sounds too like woo, woo, woo girl. Like, And that's why these are things that men just do not encounter. They're never debating whether to use an exclamation point. Oh my God. That's so true. And They're it drives me crazy. about a lot of stuff that we I think know. about. This is Man. the thing, you know, this is you the hear a lot about, argument all yeah, over again. You're exactly right. That's mm. what I'm saying. Is that we are always wondering, is this safe? Am I being careful? Is anyone following me? That kind of stuff. But there's also these smaller, less about safety things and more about just relationships. Am, am I sounding too enthusiastic? Should I be more businesslike? Should I, whatever. It's just exhausting. <sighs> we are doing a lot of work in there. Patriarchy. I wonder, you know, I know, God damn it. Uh, I wonder though if there, because uh, we do know that women make more use of both hemispheres of the brain. Mm-hmm. That there's, there, they make really, and and in that you can almost like jump to the assumption that there's more like neurological connection between the two hemispheres. Yeah, and maybe I don't know. I th- I assume. Um, because how else would we be using both more and uh, or more communication between the two? And I wonder if these kind of like mental gymnastics we're doing mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all times are mm. in a way strengthening our brains to come up with more creative solutions to things. Because I just watched a little bit of this documentary on Netflix called Creativity about a neuro- neuroscientist who's trying to unlock like the secrets to creativity of humans and what happened is the the input and export export is that the output word? output I'm like mm-hmm. I said that wrong input and output areas of our brain used to mm-hmm. be right next to each other like for a mouse for example a mouse sees food and then he goes there's food I'm going to eat the food and <laughs> that's it it's real simple mm-hmm. and when the input and output areas of the brain are right next to each other that there's no other option for a, a creative way to to look at this situation. It's just there's food, I eat the food. It's all based on these like biological, you know, drives that an immediate satisfaction. But as the brain evolved, the areas for input and output grew further and further apart with a bunch of stuff in the middle. And there's a bunch of stuff in the middle is like making the, forcing the brain to take a more creative route to get to the end goal of the like decision of what to do with this. So looking at the example of food, we see a watermelon. We could eat the watermelon. We could 
turn it into a game where we throw the watermelon back and forth to each other. We can turn it into an art project by carving away and making a cool design out of the shell. We can turn it into a basket to carry other things if we, you know, cut it right and blah, blah, blah. So we, because our brain takes a whole, there are a whole bunch of different paths to take to get to the end. And so I wonder if as women, when those parts of the brain are like, like our brain's just doing more work that maybe it's strengthening other areas and they, you know, increasing our, our abilities for like communication, creativity, uh, ability to come up with like interesting solutions to problems, like our ability to plan ahead. We know women are much less impulsive and are like one of the fastest growing um, like groups of like millionaires and even billionaires because they're better long-term investors because they have more foresight and don't act as impulsively. Like, could there be these unintended uh, positive consequences to this that maybe we're just not looking at and, you know. I mean, I like the sound of this. Me too. (laughs) So I'm going to say yes. Yes. I'm also going to say yes to liquid IV because it's so great. It hydrates that brain. Yeah, rehydrate your brain. Whether you have jet lag when you're traveling, you can throw it in your luggage so you can avoid that shenanigan. You go into the festivals. I don't who's doing that. Not me, but they seem like they need to keep hydrated. And um, or if you have kids that are on sports or whatever, you can throw this into your car and just have it for on the road. Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster than drinking just a bottle of water, and it has vitamins in there. Keeps you. It keeps your body ticking, the essential vitamins, including uh, more vitamin C. And they have a nighttime one. I told you guys about this. Oh, my yeah, husband's I still loving. Try that. Yeah, it's really nice if you want to get into that mode of like, it's sleepy time and I need to hydrate before going to bed and it gets you all cozy. I love Liquid IV. I know you guys will too. Right now, our listeners get 25% off at liquidiv.com when you use our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquidiv.com and enter my promo code BRAINCANDY to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com, promo code BRAINCANDY. Don't wait, start getting hydrated today. And as I was speaking, this is a true story. I should take a picture. Adam went outside to say hello to Jesus, the pool guy, and he took him a liquid IV. Hi, Adam. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yeah, there you go. Anyone that comes over, like my makeup artist, anybody, he's like, here, take these. Would you like liquid IV? real. So it's so cute. Anyway. I keep them in my bag at school, and they're always like my emergency go-to self-care at the halfway point of the day. That's right. I'm like... Have you had any water today? And the freaking water machine at our school is broken. Well, what? So I got to double up on my liquid IV. (laughs) It's necessary. Right. It's like they installed this one of those like, you know, water purification, fill up your water bottle right here. And it counts like how many bottles it's filled. Like everybody's seen these machines everywhere. The thing has been broken for like two weeks. Okay, what's going on? Yeah, and you know what I had to do? I had to buy <laughs> bottled water the other day. And you know what that costs at my clinic? Um, yes. One of those regular bottles of Dasani. Oh, gosh, no, too much. I would be really pissed then. 175 yeah. That's a lot. That's highway robbery. <laughs> 175 <laughs> for water. In Thailand, you know what a bottle of water costs at 7-Eleven? No. 12 to 24 cents. <laughs> Because they recognize people need this to stay alive. 
I mean, right. You should just fill up your bottle and then go in with water. Do you not? Yeah, but I'm there for 12 hours. No, right. Okay. You know? Does the actual fountain work or just not the filtered one? The fountain, don't get me started on that thing, does that annoying thing where the water comes out at such a low pressure thing Mm -hmm. that you can't get your water bottle at the right angle to get underneath it because it just dumps out whatever it just filled in. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, unacceptable, Chapman University. (laughs) Chapman, we're furious. I am paying so much. The least you could do is... I have been getting so many great tips. I posted about this on Earth Day from Kat Ogden, who is on Real World London. She's doing like an Insta story every day for Earth April. It's over now, of course, but she, I was riveted. One of the things, and Easter's over, so this doesn't apply exactly, but she was saying for Easter, she was going to um, take, you go (laughs) online and you look up like, Here's how to make a Lego lion or a Lego giraffe or something. And then you get a little Easter egg and you open it up and you put in the Legos you already have that will create that animal. Oh my gosh, that's genius. Genius. See, we're talking about a woman. She's a genius. Okay. Okay. Yes. We said it. And that that way the kid's happy because you guys can make this little cool thing together. You didn't That's buy such a anything smart idea. new. I love repurposing stuff. And the kids will not even know and not even care. And how fun will that be? Mm-hmm. And I'm and it sure doesn't you have can to just be for Easter. And like find how to do it and print the little instructions. Like, yes. I guarantee That's what she that does. Yes. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. This is like creative so parenting. cute. I love it. Me too. I was really inspired by her every day with her ideas because I thought... This will make people's lives better. It's yep. helping the earth yep. and it's, it'll save you money. You know, I went to one of the most fun birthday parties I ever attended as a child. I can remember every moment of this birthday party to this day. I must have been six or seven when I went, maybe eight, probably six or seven. Mm-hmm. And all the mom did was get a whole bunch of bubble wrap. Like halfway used bubble wrap. Yeah. And covered the whole floor with bubble wrap. Oh, that's brilliant. That was it. (gasps) And we had so much fun popping, going around, just jumping around, popping all the bubbles. This was like trash. That is so good. I'm going to tell Kat. Yes. Could you imagine if you are throwing a party for like three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds? Oh, my God. You can really take all of your Amazon boxes. Mm Mm-hmm. Put them all out in a big tower, cover the floor with the uh, bubble wrap that is like still good that was used to stuff these things that we know we all have a pile of in the garage if you're anything like me. And that's it. Zero dollar birthday party, recycling everything. And maybe even more fun idea, you put out a bunch of like crayons and stuff and then they decorate the boxes and they can make a whole bunch of stuff out of it. I mean- if you, you use go. crayons on cardboard, it creates a wax and then you can slide down the cardboard really fast because it's Whoa! all slippery too. Look at this we, we didn't know that. about. Yeah. Okay. So that's fun. fun. I just think that's so cool. And you don't have to worry about like kids ruining whatever yeah. cool, beautiful things you've put out. Yeah. You just let them run amok. Yeah. And like thinking of, I have a friend, Corey, shout out to Corey, who, uh, for one of her kids' birthdays, this was so much fun. She just set up an obstacle course for them at yeah, the park with see. like stuff that she had around the house, like a 
a wood, like a two by four and some cinder blocks. And she made a balance beam. And then she like just easy stuff that was laying around. They loved it. It was so fun. It was like a whole ninja course. And they set it up like Ninja Turtles. They, she made them all Ninja Turtle shells, like out of, I want to say it was like, oh, it it was those turkey pans, you know, like the foil turkey (laughs) things that you use. She spray painted those green. That's created like a little strap for them. And all the kids were wearing like colored turkey, you know, pans. And, and then, They had Landon come out dressed in a, like, this Landon's so good at being, like, he used to do that as a job. He was a, oh, right. char- like, character at birthday parties who came and did <laughs> balloon animals and stuff. So all of our friends take advantage of that and still put him to work. And uh, he came out dressed as Master Splinter and put them all through <laughs> a, the most adorable ninja training course like training class he was like okay before we attempt the obstacle course we must go through the turtle training and like first let me see your karate chop and let me see your high kick and all the kids did it together and it was so cute and it was like maybe a 50 dollars birthday that's what i'm saying like maybe a little more but still for how much they charge at like these other places you go to or you know they're yeah. like, yeah, that'll be an entire month's worth rent. Yeah, and if that's your thing, great. But right. why not try to, you know, keep it cheap and cheerful and yeah. save the earth? Yes. That's what I'm I saying. love it. It's, I'll post just, a video of that really cute. There, I yes. have like a clip of him doing that uh, that little ninja course. And he like somersaulted in and definitely hurt himself. <laughs> and then just like played it off. I'm like, I love that man. <laughs> See, that's really fun. I love all yeah. that. Yeah. And it's more memorable too. I bet the kids will remember that before they'll remember, oh, I went to this bounce house thing, whatever. Yeah. It'll be like the the bubble wrap birthday party. Yes. Right. I mean, I, it's so much fun. And we do that. We use bubble wrap in, uh, uh, in like when we're doing group workshops on like a... Uh, uh, stress management where we'll hand out a you know piece of of bubble wrap to everybody in the room and then we go around the room and talk about mention like one thing that is a source of stress for us and if you also have that in your life as a source of stress you pop the bubble Mm. and so you hear all the other people popping their their bubble wrap and it like normalizes your feelings of things that make you stressed same yep they're like oh and you know you just go pop, 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 pop. And you're like, oh yes. And sometimes you pop a whole bunch because you're like, yep, yep, me totally pop, 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 pop. And it just makes you as the person who say that feel so good when you hear all those, it's like little things like that, you know? Right. Works. It totally works. Keep it simple. Yes. I love that. I'm going to have to follow her. You should. Kat Ogden. Kat Ogden. I just, she probably, I'm probably the only one watching these because, you know, she's just a regular person. She doesn't have tons of followers or anything, but I watch all of them because I do think it's, it just keeps you in that frame of mind of how to, to be better. And I was, I keep thinking about your, um, great advice about comparing yourself to who you were yesterday Yes, because you can just do a little bit each day Yes, and then create habits and you just get in that mindset of, I'm trying not to use so much. I'm trying not to buy so much. I'm trying not to be wasteful. And watching her videos serves as a reminder for me. And like, will tomorrow me be proud of the actions that today me is taking? 
Mm-hmm. You Those little it. tiny things. Yeah. It's like that. It's like you walk by a little super small. Like at my house, there was a piece of trash that had fallen out of my car that was in the planter. And I walked by this piece of paper <laughs> for like a week and a half. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, tomorrow you will probably be like, Sarah, why didn't you just pick up that piece of trash? So today you should probably just pick it up. And it right. took all of two seconds. And then I didn't think about it anymore. And then I felt good. And it, it was one little small action that re- I was rewarded with a bunch of good feelings from. And then after doing that, I recognized how many times over that week and a half that I walked by it, I gave myself a little dose of like anxiety and stress uh, and like feeling of guilt as I walked by and didn't pick it up. Well, cause the world can feel very overwhelming and yeah. that you can't do better and it's all hopeless and everything's terrible. But if you are willing to celebrate small victories yes. like that, then you can uh, get excited about the progress you make, even if it's small. Yes. One of my favorite uh, uh, interventions and, and little like things to do with clients in the room is make, a, especially when they're feeling like, like kind of what you're saying and is make a list of two columns, things that you can't control and things that you can control. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Let's talk about what you can't control. Yeah. Now, what are some things that you can, and could we create something that you can control about whatever the situation is? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's like, it really does help you turn the negatives into a positive and feel like, and that's what we all want is control over our lives and control over, you know, every, anything. Well, and I think I kind of put all of this to the side because sometimes it feels like, why should I have to try to save the earth or whatever it is that your goal is Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. the government or whoever isn't doing what they should be doing? Right. You know, like my small thing won't make any difference, but it's so much bigger than that. It's more about how you feel inside rather than whether or not it's making a noticeable difference on the planet earth. Yes. You know? Oh, and that in enough people do that and have Mm -hmm. those good feelings, it's impossible for the collective whole to not then become happier. Like Mm -hmm. it happens in a family, you know, when you have a family in therapy and as every individual member becomes more self-aware and their own level of self-worth and how they perceive themselves grows, then they, so does their compassion and understanding for others. Mm -hmm. Conflicts are reduced and they're, it's almost like the problems kind of fix themselves and everybody rearranges themselves to be more harmonious and, and more in line with each other because they're feeling more aligned with themselves. That is why one of the tips that I gave about following your local library, it sounds like no big whoop, but it's so much bigger because not only will you get to use their services and get books and improve your life in that way, but you're also then a part of your community and oh, you that can, does feel so good. Yeah, you start to feel those good. F- the chemicals in your brain are saying, "This is good. This is fun. Life is okay." Yes, I'm so, really getting into you know now that I've lived in this is there aren't a lot of places where I've lived for you know a, more than like two years. Right. You know, I kind of moved around a lot, and you know, was I don't know nomadic. You know, yeah, as you were a younger person. And now that I'm in one place, I really am starting to feel all those warm fuzzies and good feelings from 
connecting with my local businesses and going to places where I feel like I'm giving back to the people in my community that live there and that it f- I feel more connected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it really like, improves I, your life. And especially when you have kids, then you'll be able to feel like they're a part of the community too. That's I mean, all I have good. strong connections to the women who wax my bikini line now. They are in my community and I am happy to pay them every 30 days. I need to do that. I, I need well, to just if you don't have in. to, don't, don't, you don't need, I mean, it's an, it's a necessity over here. It's a, there's no like shaving it's... option. Okay. Yeah. But you can shave, so shave. Yeah. But isn't, doesn't it last a lot longer when you wax? Yeah. Way longer. That's, that's a really nice perk. It's the best. How often do you have to go? I mean, I just go, I have this wonderful thing I signed up for where for like $55 a month, you can, and that's cheap because to get the whole mm-hmm. thing done is usually like 65 to 70. They, mm-hmm. They'll do your waxing or if you don't want to get it that month, then they'll do a facial for you. That's a great deal. I know. So it's the best. <laughs> so I alternate each month and I, because cool. I find I like that it that. usually lasts like just the, that kind of amount of time. So I'll go like one month, I'll get a facial and the next month I'll, I'll, you know, put myself through horrendous pain. And how how bad are we talking here? Uh, I mean, for me, it's not that bad. I don't think it's that bad. It's and bad. Do you have Who to am I it- kidding? <laughs> it's awful. I just am. T- it, those are lies. I'm telling myself. It's not that bad. Is the lie. But I would say, sugaring okay. is far less painful than waxing. Okay. Because it doesn't. It uses. Uh, like this, you know, material, whatever, that doesn't, <laughs> sugar-based stuff that doesn't stick to your skin the same way waxing does. Like waxing can remove like the top two layers of your skin, really. It's like... Good Lord. Yeah. And the sugaring does not. And it like slows the hair growth. Like I did it for a while on my armpits. And then afterwards, after like a couple months... There was way less hair, and then I just stopped doing that, and then I, you know, started shaving, and then it grows back. But and they like, say if you just keep long? waxing, then you won't have her. And somebody like you who has such fine hair, if you started waxing, I bet in six months you would you wouldn't even have to do it anymore. It would be like little touch ups. Wow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because you have such fine hair. It. Yep. Well, but how long do you have to let it grow? Before it should be at least the grain, like it should be about the size of long grain rice. <laughs> I know that's very specific, but it always helps me. Okay. Because I was like, it's two, it's an eighth of an inch. No, that doesn't help anybody. Uh, I couldn't get their tell you the out. last time I had that long of a hair in that area. Because you just shave it? Yeah, every day. Oh. oh, wow. Oh my God. That sounds like that would be just so much pain for me well i mean really we should wrap it up i know you're getting excited but we should probably just say goodbye to our friends here oh, we'll save it for another day we'll save it because oh, you know man, we have cause... lives to live sarah that's right and so does everybody else i guess <laughs> so they say they're probably finishing up their workout or they just arrived at work or whatever and they need to move on it's fine yeah don't forget to leave us a five-star review and, you know, like, subscribe, tell a friend, all that jazz. Tell, like, two friends. Yeah, please. Remember how we're in the seven podcasts that will, like, make you feel better? Yeah. Did you, you have you a friend that already? needs to feel better? 
subscribe. <laughs> Tell them to prescribe them this podcast. <laughs> See, problem solved. Now we're mm-hmm. we're good. We're good. We, we spread the love. We did good today, Sarah. I'm proud of us. Oh, thanks. Now let's go enjoy that pool that is now beautifully cleaned. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.